Real rerun starting. Sorry. Hey guys, um, I, I want to lace up so we we one. I'm your host, Callum George, by George. I didn't have anything cool to say about this movie. You know, yeah. Like a cool quote or anything. <laughs> yeah. And unfortunately, Shut uh, up, crime! <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, Alex can't make it this week as well, but hopefully uh, he'll be back next episode. And uh, for this week's uh, film review, because in the past couple of months we've obviously switched around how we did the audits. It's my last review this month, we did it, and then we're back to normal schedule after this one. Yeah. And yeah. And uh, f- uh, this, this was my pick uh, f- uh, for this week, and I've picked uh, 2000 uh, uh, Super or Super Shut Up Crime, with what George has said, depending on the title of the film. And it, and it is a 2010 uh, superhero black comedy film directed by James Gunn. And uh, it stars Rain Wilson, Ellen Page, Liv Tyler, Kevin Bacon, and Nathan Fillion. And tells the story of Frank Darbo, who is a cook who becomes um, becomes a superhero without having any, any abilities at all. Calling himself the Crimson Bolt, and he sets out to rescue his wife from a, from a, from a, from a drug dealer, Kevin Bacon. And yeah, I saw a picture from this because I haven't seen it for a long time after it came out 10 years ago. And I thought it would be interesting to talk about because I remember we having like a lot of controversy about the like, ultra violence in the film. Actually, watching it, like I saw, it, like I don't know, just yeah. I'd like George. What do you think of the film overall? Uh, I saw this film. I didn't see it when it came out, but I saw it at some point. Yeah, relatively soon after that, I guess. Yeah, probably when it like first came out DVD or whatever. Um, and I remember watching it and being like, "Meh, that was okay." And then going back and watching it, I was like, mm, "This is fine to quite." bad and i watched it yesterday morning and i'm already starting to forget it it's so just forgettable not yeah it's not staying in my mind yeah at I, all. I think it's definitely like from obviously like because um from james gunn is one of his weaker films definitely and yeah it's just um i mean it's quite interesting because it came out the exact same year as kick-ass which obviously is a very similar concept of you know of like a guy well no power becoming super and also having quite high quite Hyper ultra violence and like gory stuff in the film. That it's interesting. Like, do, do you think they're sort of like aware of both films at the same time, or do you think it was just complete coincidence? I think I vaguely remember reading something about um, James Gunn was friends with Mark Millar, who wrote um, Kick Ass. Yeah. And I think you know, the thing of like this film was like already way into production by the time like they found out Kick Ass was being made. So I think it was kind of just a coincidence, I guess. Um, I think they kind of pull influences from different yeah. places uh, for a lot of it. But yeah, I, I think it's more just like happened to be a coincidence. Yeah. And I know as well, this film was the, um, obviously if I'm being like a, like a dumb superhero film is what well, um, obviously was like sort of a, um, a critique from Gunn as well, and like how you know the concept. Because obviously, you see all these superhero films, and um, how it's kind of like saying, "Oh yeah, how can these fil- films not show like how people clearly must get injured, and like you know how stuff like bro- goes wrong and blows up and that." And this is kind of like that film showing that concept, I suppose. And yeah, I, yeah. yeah. I didn't. Re- I continue your point. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm for you answering there, but yeah, I suppose a critique on that and. Um, and I suppose it's coming out during a time when, like, obviously, uh, Watchmen came out as well, and we're starting to get much more violent films. But also at the same time, we're getting the MCU kicking off, and much more of the family-friendly superhero films happening as well. So it's quite an interesting, interesting time, I think, for superhero films. But uh, yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know if that's the case. I thought of. 
Well, I, well, I was just going to say, like, I don't know if... I don't know. Like, this and Kick-Ass and Watchmen come out at the same sort of time. I feel like that's just more of a coincidence. Yeah. And okay. I, I don't really take from Super this kind of critique of superhero films or, you know talking about the effects of superhero films or, or superheroes and kind of anything like that. I just more get it that James Gunn just wanted to make this movie. Okay. And like, you know, he got his start he got his start kind of with trauma to a degree. He did like especially as a writer, he did yeah. a couple of trauma movies. Was kind of in that camp to a degree. Um and this feels more like him just wanting to make another trauma movie like it feels very very similar to um that kind of style and i don't know i think like because he did slither before this yeah this is his second uh director director film yeah yeah and and i think with slither it is kind of that schlocky kind of i guess a trauma premise and and i love trauma films i'm not necessarily saying this as as a negative but um I think kind of with Slither, it being horror, it kind of works. And I think that there are outlandish concepts and ideas, but I think for the most part, James Gunn is kind of maybe not like dialing it back. Well, yeah, dialing it back without being like too restrictive. I think this is him sort of being like, ah, I, you know, I'm just going to do a film I want to do and, and go over the top. And it really feels like, a trauma movie just with a higher budget and yeah i think that like because of that it's kind of inconsistent like there's moments where there's titles on screen there's moments where he has these visions and then they sort of go away and there's a lot of like violence for the sake of violence and cursing and like over the top maybe not grotesque but over the top stuff just for the sake of having it which i think is more of a like a trauma carryover and i don't know i i think that a lot of that stuff kind of damages the film in a lot of ways yeah which thing as well because the, the main um thing of course this film was the um over, like over top of violence stuff do you think because i i actually think that kick-ass is much more violent than this, this film is i'll be I honest i don't really remember Kick-Ass. i i i quite enjoyed kick-ass with my mates when we first saw like we saw winners kick-ass turn cinema and all sorts and you know i yeah. i saw kick-ass one and two and i remember enjoying them but it's definitely one of those movies that came out and I was like, that was fine. I'll never think of this again. And, you know. Yeah, I suppose the difference with this film is that he's definitely like a psychopath in this film. Like, yeah. Literally, but again, yeah. he has like those, like weird visions of like gods. gods and that sort of thing that... I don't know. It, it definitely, to me, re-watching this movie, it's definitely like, oh, this is... Like, I feel like this... It, it, if James Gunn didn't make his big break, he still would have made the exact same movie. Yeah, true. And there's a lot of aspects where where it's kind of in there for the sake of being in there, and there's a lot of like, I don't know. It it kind of hurts the plot in ways of. Hmm. I think the basic premise of this man is kind of like blinded by. What he's I don't doing. know. I don't know what he's blinded by because he's not like psychotic at the beginning, and he's not. Like it's not a case of ah oh, he's really into comic books and he kind of gets oh he's not at all yeah he literally sees well like the the Nathan is like the, the god character well, like the superhero that follows god characters and then and then goes by comic books it's like oh see Kickass was a oh no I I keep comparing that. I shouldn't really but Kickass obviously was like you know like a nerd and like fan of superheroes and it's like 
is it much is there's a different approach to why you decided to become that superhero yeah kickass yeah. is he you know kind of loves superheroes and kind of gets caught up in that dream that fantasy in a lot of ways but this is like he's not that they don't really establish that he's like you know on the edge or anything like that he just kind of i don't know just decides has this weird fantasy that comes kind of out of nowhere that he's going to be a superhero and so it's not really a critique on any of that it's not a critique of like oh you know a delusion of grandeur or delusion of you know beloving superheroes or anything like that and then it's just kind of like violent for the sake of being violent and there's a lot of like plot points where I don't know. I think the idea of someone maybe being a bit unhinged because of a reason, not just randomly, yeah, becoming a superhero and kind of looking at the how that affects them and their relationships and kind of how they're blinded by how that that view kind of blinds their world. But they don't really deal with that. It's not a case of like, ah, mm-hmm. oh, he believes that his girlfriend's or his wife has been kidnapped and she really loves him. But in reality, that's his like part of his fantasy, and she's willingly going with him or anything like that. Yeah. Like they don't really deal with that. It, I don't know. The, the character is kind of terrible, but you're yeah. supposed to love him. And at the end, there's like this kind of like melancholic, dramatic, almost like it's trying to be tear-inducing like yeah yeah moment and none of that like it's just tonally all over the place yeah it really is to be fair yeah but he says well like um i think as well for like performance perspective i suppose everyone does their job in it um i think looking back it's a weird role for ellen page i felt just i guess like i think everyone's good and yeah i don't know i think ellen page i think she's good in the role and like well cast i guess Mm. Yeah, I I did like uh, Nathan Fillion being that sort of like character as well. It's quite funny. Mm. Again, Liv Tyler continues to be a terrible actress. Liv Tyler, yeah. yet to see her be good at anything. Yeah, she was in Lord of the Rings. She was in Lord of the Rings. I'm yet to see her be good at anything. <laughs> I stand by my comment. I just wasn't sure. Like I thought. I mean, I suppose you are. I suppose she wasn't like she was. She was just in it, wasn't she? I just I. She's terrible. <laughs> I look, I look at yeah, I'm not. So I'm just thinking now. It's still with her films. Let's not go into that. But I'm thinking like, yeah, you're right. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I will say as well, for like uh, uh, James Gunn, though, there's definitely like. Uh, and obviously, this film's still like quite because there are some really like gory moments, like you know, like heads blowing up and like skulls being cracked open, that sort of stuff. And but it's definitely like a sort of because this is James Gunn's second film, and then this film after this was Guardians Galaxy, and it's quite an interesting sort of progression of like three films. Going from quite a grotesque, disgusting film like Sliver, to the sort of like hyper violent. I mean, I mean, it's still gory in that, but not really disgusting Sliver. And then to go on like very funny, funny Guardian. It's quite a weird progression, isn't it? Overall. It's almost backwards. Oh, do you think normally you go funny, funny to the other way? Well, again, I think Sliver is gross. Well, I think well, kind of, not really. Uh, well, kind of. But I think Slither is a lot more like restrained and it's a lot more Slither strikes me as James Gunn being like, right, I'm gonna like apply myself and make this movie and That's restrained to you? Yeah, compared to this. There's a woman who like blows up and full of slugs. Yeah, but I'm saying like yeah, but that's a horror movie. Like it's not yeah, but in this it's like he has visions from God and there's two scenes where there's like suddenly text on the screen and then there's like all the like there's at 
Slither is a horror movie and is like, you know, in terms of its content matter, to a degree kind of over the top. But I think directorially or like production wise, I think it's James Gunn being a bit more restrained. Okay. And ha- having a bit more of a like clear, better vision. Whereas this is kind of sporadically all over the place. And again, feels very trauma. It feels like he would have made this movie in the 90s with Lloyd Kaufman, who appears in the movie. Um, but so it almost seems like it would have been the other way around. Like he makes Super and it's kind of sporadically all over the place and it's kind of gruesome for the sake of being gruesome and kind of a, a bit of a mess, like a really rough film. And then make Slither, which is a horror movie, so it's gruesome but is a lot more like controlled and restrained and perhaps more carefully mm. fought out and then makes other films. Yeah. Um, like, cause this generally feels like there's like moments where it's handheld documentary style and then it stops being that, that this really feels like, Oh, you know, this is the first draft. We've got no money. We're going to run out on the street and just make this movie. But it's weirdly got like quite high production and like a good cast and that sort of thing that I don't know. It feels like to me those should be swapped and it's a case of a lot of horror movie directors, surprising amount of horror movie directors, go on to do like Marvel movies and I think they have a quite good eye for talent. Mm. But it does seem like Super and Slither should have maybe swapped around, I don't know. Hmm, interesting. Yeah. No, I just I just I just I think I'll be my bias might bizarre looking back like when Disney going, who should have Guns of Galaxy three in? And you know, you see his guy's filmography. It's quite an interesting um, choice. I felt it was he amazingly worked, worked so well. But yeah, it's quite an interesting. Like I just want to be, I just want to be at a meeting. You know that when who should put Guns of Galaxy? This you know, and then they went, oh, uh, the guy made Super and Sliver and wrote like Scooby doing that. Yeah, but I feel like if you look at a lot of Marvel movies. There's kind of Tiger Wahiti, I suppose, is another one like that. Well, kind of Tiger Wahiti. Um, what's his name? Who did Doctor Strange? Scott Derrickson is like yeah. from horror. Yeah, true. Like, you know, I at the time I don't know if John Favreau was like the biggest name. Yeah, pick. true. There was uh, like, uh, Kenneth Branagh one as well. Directed like D- David David F. Sandberg, who did a lot of Annabelle, went on to do like Shazam. You know, Zack Snyder was. Had done other stuff. Oh, yeah, oh, you yeah, did uh, Dawn of the Dead on it. Yeah. Yeah. Had kind of followed that route. James Wan is a big horror director. Like, yeah. That's what I mean. Of a right, lot of yeah. horror movie directors actually go on to. It's just weird that Super came second. Yeah. To me. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, no, it's just. Yeah, cause obviously, cause James Gunn was like. A, a, it was screenwriter for like, what, like 10 years before he got, got his first directing job, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, he did Scooby Doo, which everyone likes to reference, but then he also yeah. did Dawn of the Dead, and again, yeah. he, he wrote a, a he at least wrote two trauma movies. I I feel like yeah, he might he have did. written more yeah. that just went yeah. credited. I don't know. Looking at he did did... that other superhero one as well. What was superhero one? Uh, I forget what it's called, but it's got Rob Lowe in it, and it's like superheroes but on their day off or something. Oh, I don't know about that. Is, is that quite old? Yeah, oh, the specials, it's called, it's called. Oh, there you go. And yeah. then he did, like, you know, James Gunn's PG porn. And oh, yeah, that, you showed me that. That's hilarious, that stuff. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Of Like, he, he has a, this yeah. foundation in that and in trauma and stuff, and this feels like that. But it's just weird how it feels less defined than Slither to me. I don't know. Hmm. 
Hmm. I still find bizarre as well. This is like his lowest grossing film, even though it got grossed like six hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> I don't. I thought Slither would have been low, lower than that. To be fair. No, again, I think Slither is one of those ones where like a horror movie is kind of has a degree of forgiveness and like kind of you know horror movies can kind of i think get a cult following a bit quicker than adult r-rated mm. superhero movies and again i think that it's generally kind of was well received because i think it's him making a movie this feels a lot more like a young inexperienced filmmaker mm. throwing together some stuff Got again it. there's there's a scene where they get out of the car and you can clearly see it's like handheld and I was like, yeah. oh, and it's quite early on. That I was like, oh, they're doing like a documentary kind of style shoot. And then that goes away because clearly they're like, oh, no, now we've got a tripod. So we won't bother with that. Like, mm. I don't know. It's just weird. It feels a lot like this is like a lot of first draft and first takes. And they were just like, yeah, we'll go I, with I, that. I get what you mean though. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make sense. But, you know. Like, it feels much more like, well, well like, yeah, like I said. Yeah, I, I, I get what you mean now. Like, the, the, if you look at the progression of like a filmmaker, I suppose you said it would. If you ask someone to feel like Super Sliver, then Guardians, I, I get that. Yeah, yeah. that makes but, sense. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, yeah. Like, if you had to like sort of rate this film out of five, what would you give it? Do you think? I don't know because I, I I don't necessarily hate it. I think it is kind of yeah average middle of the road, kind of fun in parts, but then well, kind yeah, of I don't parts, know about that. Maybe. But... I don't know because I'm tempted to say like two and a half, but then I feel like it could be a three. Yeah, I'll, I'll, thought, no, I'll thought the same. I'll say like two and a half, heavy two and a half, I guess. Yeah, I'll go with two and a half for you as well. I think that's kind of a fair way to put fair place to put it. Yeah, but yeah, I certainly mean like it's, it's quite. I, I thought we'd have more to, to talk about. I'll, I'll... Yeah, I don't know. again, I watched it yesterday morning and already same. I'm like starting to forget. It it doesn't stay with me. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was our review with your James Gunn Super Game uh, to two and a half. Flat, flat out there. I'm, I'm guessing probably Alex will probably agree as well, but I could, I could, I could be wrong. I'd say Alex probably didn't watch it. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, so um, uh, that is our last uh, 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 film, uh, film review for September. And now that we're moving into October, uh, we, we have decided that we, yeah, we have decided that we are going to do a month of, of horror films coming up. So. Yeah, and of course our next uh, film pick, our first review of October, is going to be Downside Random Generators. So, George, if you get up the horror film generator now, we're going different. Yeah, I can set a genre. Although, it does say horror, and then the first one there is like Dark Shadows, I think. So, uh, we'll, um, we'll, we'll see, see how well this goes. We'll see. Um, I suppose it's still Halloween y. I, I don't know. It is still kind of Halloween. Yeah, we'll see, we'll see what we get. Over to you, George. Uh, drum roll, please. Uh, to me, that was two hits. Uh, I I did, did the mic thing again, bugger. It is Cargo. Oh. oh. Which is that Martin that. Freeman one, right? Yeah, Martin Freeman, like the Australian one. I don't know. I, I remember it coming out and not watching it. So. Yeah, um... Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> next hey, week. you just made us sit through Super and try and talk about it, so... I, I thought that'd be better. <laughs> I tried. Anyway. Um, yeah, so our next uh, <laughs> review for next week is going to be Cargo. Star Martin Freeman. I don't know how much of a horror movie it is, but it's... It's zombies. In, 
It is in the horror section. It is a zombie film, definitely. There you go. So, yeah. So thanks for going with you and Cargo. Um, yeah. Uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of We Rewind. Uh, please, please let us know your thoughts and questions on our, on our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We would love to know what you think. And yeah, we'll yep. see, see you next episode. Thank Get you ready for spooky, spooky reviews. I can't, I can't wait for your pick. It keeps cutting out when I try to do a spooky woo. Thanks <laughs> for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Real Rewind, where you can tune into new episodes every Monday and Wednesday on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Anchor, and Radio Public. Please follow Real Rewind on Facebook at The Real Rewind on Twitter and Real underscore Rewind on Instagram. See you soon.